Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh-oh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, fans? Our partners here at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's NBA Finals, NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and the latest fighting news even next season's early NFL futures head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit use our promo code believe b l e a v to get the bonus and get into the action bet online where the game starts now is this bet online sponsor the boss man show they'll sponsor you too get bet, bet online today because the boss man said so. Show Alabama State Horns head coach Eddie Robinson Jr. here with me on the Boss Man Show, a former Tennessee Titans slash Oiler up there in Nashville. Where I played ball it up there as well. Coach Robinson, how you doing, man? I mean, I'm doing great, man. Just uh, enjoying being here, just enjoying wearing the hat, being in the position. You know, it's been a great honor and a pleasure so far to uh, to be the head football coach at Alabama State, my alma mater, and. And, of course, I have a love for the SWAC. So just to compete in the SWAC against some other great teams, great schools, great coaches, I mean, we're all looking forward to it. I hear that, man. So how was the gump changed for you since you played down there, man? Tell me about that. Well, you know, I, we had a uh, coach's caravan last night, and, and I joked that if you went to Alabama State in the, in the uh, late 70s, 80s, and 90s, uh, and, and they don't know about Top Flight, which was like one of the local clubs there, then they didn't, they didn't really attend Alabama State. <laughs> And then one of our guys, you know, he was he's been the ball boy. He's still around here. And and uh Peter Rabbit. I mean, Peter Rabbit is like a mainstay. He's been on the campus since the early 70s and just a part of the football program and tradition. And uh if you don't know about the top flight of Peter Rabbit, then you're not a, you're not a true Alabama State Hornet. So uh I mean it hasn't changed much to answer your question. Um of course, yeah, I'm a little bit older and more mature now. So you know, my, my role is a little bit different. But uh, Montgomery's Montgomery. I think it's a great place. It's, it's sandwiched in between Birmingham, Atlanta, Mobile, New Orleans. So 
we can get so many places in four hours, which helps us a lot with recruiting. But from the standpoint of the fans and, and the traditions on campus, man, a lot of it is still the same. And that's what really made me want to come back. I think it's cool because you're a homegrown Hornet. So, you know, they had community backwards and forwards. So I feel like it's got people engaged who want to support you and the, and the team because of who you are. You're a former Hornet. You you, you bought the gup. You was there when it was the real gup, <laughs> per se. So it's like folks want to buy in and want to be a part of that now going forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's real big, and that's what we're really trying to preach. I mean, when we're recruiting kids, we're talking about relationships. And the thing about it, I think, uh, you know, our president, President Ross, you know, he he's a graduate of Alabama State. His mom and dad was a graduate of Alabama State. You know, after you know me coming here, I had two nieces who came here and, and majored in chemistry and biology. So I think Montgomery is in, in Alabama State is one of those communities and schools that once you come, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to have a next generation attend here, whether it's a child or a niece or a grandson, granddaughter. And, and it's really just that that community atmosphere. And it's like you you can't get enough of it. And that's what we really preach to our student athletes. It's not a four year commitment. You're a Hornet for life and you always be welcome back on campus. And in recruiting, I feel what's good about it for you is that you walked in these guys' shoes, man. You you were yeah. you were them some years ago. So and, and you can get to the NFL if you put the right tape out there from being at Alabama State because you you put it off. So I feel like yeah. all those things work in your favor because you are a model for them of success of being a Alabama State Hornet because you are a true Hornet man with that Hornet pride. You swarming them up for really good, brother. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing what I tell kids is that you know it's easy for me to sell Alabama State because it's the same thing I've been talking about for the last 30 years. And so, you know, I came here as a walk-on on an academic scholarship. So, you know, we had we had uh, Titus Howard, who was picked in the first round uh, just three years ago by the Houston Texans. So, you know, he came and, and talked to our kids over um, at the spring game. And and he was also a kid that, that came as a quarterback and was moved to offensive lineman and just got better and better. So, I mean, we have a lot of guys on campus who can say, hey, if not, for Alabama State, where would I be? And so, and that's what we want to really put that into the next generation and give back to let that next generation say, hey, if not for Alabama State, where would I be? And, and, and the university has helped so many kids, not just athletes, but just so many students just become better people and, and a lot of first generation college students. So I think, you know, it's one of those things that I love. I've supported it from the stands, you know, supported it being on the foundation board. And, and now I'm supporting it being the head coach. And and you know, when my time is done, I'm going to go right back to those stands and support the school again. And, and that's my role is to try to get us to that championship level and uh, be the very best coach I can be, uh, you know, get get the team to that level and, and make sure that the kids graduate also. Now, when did you know you had to itch to coach, Eddie? Probably, uh, man, since the time I finished playing. I was I was more like a player's coach anyway. Um, everybody assumed that once I finished playing, you know, I played 11 years mostly with the Oilers and Titans and, and Jeff Fisher, Greg Williams, they all assumed that once I finished playing the NFL, I would go straight into coaching. And I kind of thought I would too. And so, uh, but along the way came three uh, three sons who were involved in a lot of sports and that kind of got me distracted for some years. And and uh, it was just hard for me to commit to saying, hey, I'm, I'm not going to be at home with my kids and I'm going to go on the road and coach and do those type of things. So I kind of chose family first and and, um, and and the way the universe worked, the plans came around where this opportunity came at this time in my life, like probably the only time that it really would have worked. You know, 10 years earlier or 10 years later or whatever, it probably wouldn't have worked, but it kind of kind of all kind of worked out together. And so now it puts me in a position where I could be 100% committed to it like I was as a player. And um, and one thing I, I didn't want to do was to get into coaching and not be able to be 100% committed because it's, it's truly a full-time job. The, the phone never turns off. You know, kids call you at all time of the night. 
if the kids not calling you, it's, it's the housing director calling you saying that the kids did something. So it's still the phone is still on all the time. So <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And for you, Coach Robinson, what's gonna be your ideal hornet, man? The guy, what kind of guy you want you want in your program going forward here, man? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is character. You know, I stress three things, and I've been doing it ever since I started coaching. And the first thing, I, and I started that I was coaching little kids and coaching my kids. And so it, it was A-E-I-O-U, the vows. And everybody knows the vows. And the first one is attitude. You know, we start with a kid that has that attitude of he wants to be here. Uh, you know, the biggest thing is you have to have a guy that, that wants to be here, wants to wear Alabama State University gear every day and, uh, and, and is proud to be a Hornet. The next thing is effort. You know, we can't coach effort. You know, that's something that a kid has to have inside. When we turn on the tape, we want to see that you can play hard and practice hard. We can teach you how to play football, but if you have effort, you don't have effort, then it's not going to work. Uh, the third would be intelligence. And what I tell kids, that's on and off the field. It's making good decisions in life. And also good decisions in life lead to you making good decisions on the field. Uh, opportunity, take advantage of the opportunities. And the last one is you. In the end of the day, you know, you can have dreams and aspirations, but if you don't get off the couch and work towards them, and, and my biggest thing is don't tell me that you have NFL dreams but yet you don't have an NFL work ethic. And so if you have both of those things together, then you have an opportunity. So. No doubt. And like right now, it's time I should be working out, getting stronger, getting faster, because this is the time of the year we can work on you before fall camp starts. So talk about the workouts you've been having and getting guys to get in there and show them, hey, how they should get to work and how they should really change the time to get better now, because come August, it's about the team, not so much your individual game. Yeah, I mean, we broke it down into four quarters. And the first the first quarter was that that period in uh, January, February, March before spring spring training. I mean, for the spring uh, spring football practice. So that's when you were able to get into the weight room, you know, off-season conditioning, getting everything going. And then the second quarter was, of course, spring training, spring practice. And that was different. You know, that's when you're competing against each other, you're on the field, and that's the grind. And this is how we consider this the third quarter, which is that summer part, which is huge because now you're trying to get yourself ready to play and then my biggest thing is the fourth quarter, which is the season. That's the most important thing. But it's just I, I kind of liken it to a football game. If you don't do well in the first, second, third quarter, now you're down by 21. And all of a sudden you need a miracle. Now you're trying to hope everything happens. And, and I've been in those situations where, unfortunately, you didn't do those things to get into the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden the season's starting and you don't feel strong enough. You don't feel big enough. You're not healthy enough. You're not where you want to be weight-wise. So I'm telling the kids that do all of those things in the first, second, and third quarter. Then just like the game, that fourth quarter, you're able to finish and then you give yourself a chance to compete. So, I mean, the kids are committed to it. They're buying in. You know, they were here voluntarily in between that period and that break uh, working out. And so when you have those team leaders who are emphasizing it, that accountability to the other guys, it, it makes me as a coach to realize that, hey, you know what? They're listening to what we're saying because we can't be there to enforce everything. At some point, the kids have to take it upon themselves to want to be a great team. I hear that, Coach. You know what's so good about that, man, is the fact you said, you know, guys hearing that from you because you play in the NFL, I feel like that holds weight with young men that you played in the league, where they, where they want to go play. It's a fact that holds weight with them. And also the fact that, hey, you know, it's a great it's a great thing that you're doing for them because I feel like you, you can do real estate still if you want to. You don't got to really just – you can just, just do that and it'd be cool. But you actually took the time to say, hey, I want to help mold your young men. And speaking of that molding young men, Coach, Having the burden of having a, a 85 young, mostly black men on your team to help them become better husbands and fathers business down the road. Talk about that piece of it, how it makes you feel knowing that you got these kids to help mold and make them better men in our society going forward. I mean, that's the, the biggest thing is building relationships with the kids. And I mean, you're a mentor, dad and uncle, uh, all of that 
friend, best friend, you know what I'm saying? You're all of those things before you are a football coach. I mean, we know they can play football. They wouldn't have made it on campus if they can't play football. It's something that they can do well. But the biggest thing is you're trying to develop that character. Like I, I had to talk to one of my kids, like, hey, we're going to put you in a structured environment to make sure that academically you can get back on track. You know, we're going to put you in academic practice and we're going to have your whole day lined up for you. But I was like, hey, man, once you graduate and get your degree and you're 25, 26, you know, Coach Rob's not going to be there. You're not going to be able to call me and say, hey, Coach, can you give me a structured environment because I can't get to work on time? So we're putting those things in place. But the hope is that as a young man, that you will then take it upon yourself to be more organized, more disciplined, and then take that with you the rest of your life and then put it in your kids. You know, my coach, Coach Markham, uh, he was the guy that when I was at Alabama State that kind of gave me the keys to success, not just on a football field, but in life. So we're trying to give them all of those keys and tools so they can be successful when we're not around. You know, it's one thing to do it when the coach is watching. It's another thing to do it because it needs to be done. So we're trying to get them into that mindset and not just athletically, but also academically and also high character. And if we can do that, you know, those kids will come back. They'll want to send their kids back here. They'll become good alumnus. They want to make donations back to the school because they would have had a true experience at Alabama State that made them a better people. You know, if so many people, including me, that always say, if not for Alabama State, where would I be? And so we're trying to create that for the next generation so they can say, hey, if not for Alabama State, where would I be? No doubt it, Coach. You have a big press conference coming up here. Uh, on June 27th here in Atlanta. Also, you have the, the, the Coach's Caravan Tour, the, the Swarm Tour. Talk about mm -hmm. coming to Atlanta on the 27th for that press conference and playing Howard uh, in August, and also your Coach's Tour you guys have going on with the school, man. Yeah, I mean, the, the Swag Meag Challenge has been huge. I mean, I know we played in it uh, against Bethune-Cookman some years back when it was in Orlando, but, I mean, Atlanta, I think, for HBCU and HBCU football, it's, it's just a perfect city to have, you know, and, and – and my, my message to the kids from day one is, hey, we're starting our season in Atlanta, uh, first game against Howard, and our plans would have ended in Atlanta in the Celebration Bowl. So that's our that's going to be our two games in Atlanta. <laughs> but but it's, it's really big for us because, you know, we have that that alumni base there. I mean, I think we signed like four kids. We signed uh, Nquaylet from uh, Creekside, um, Lightfoot, who's down in Carver, and Varner, who's down in, on that south side of town. So I mean, we recruit in Atlanta. The metro area has a lot of good football players, and we have a lot of alumni there. So for us to have a game in Atlanta, it's a place that we would like to play every year uh, just because we have that connection. And you're talking about, you know, 200 miles away from the city of Atlanta to, to, uh, to Montgomery. So from that standpoint, it's a good recruiting place from the school. And so our caravan, the coach's caravan, me and Coach Metlock, our new basketball coach, Coach Vasquez, who just won the SWAC championship in baseball. You know, it gives a chance for the fans to actually meet us in person in a relaxed environment. It's not on game day. You know, it's hard to walk up to the coach on game day. Hey, coach, how you doing? Hey, we're locked in. But now, you know, June and July, we can have some good conversations, you know, let the fans know what we need from fans, from support, financial support, you know, because everything is, is good. We're getting a, a new turf field on the practice field and on the game field. So it's, it's a lot of great things going on at the university but we really need that fan support, which also is financial support. We need those cheerleaders in the stands, but we also need those checkbooks and credit cards too. So <laughs> I hear that. Coach, I want to ask you about your time with the Titans and, and the Oilers, man. Uh, I was a younger dude when it was going down. How was mm -hmm. that move from Houston to Nashville and having to play at, at the Liberty Bowl and Vanderbilt and before they built the Coliseum for TS, TSU and Tennessee the Titans to play in? Talk about that experience back in the day, man. Yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, I, I actually was with the Oilers from 92 to 95, and I was there with the, with the Warren Moon era. And, and once we traded Warren, of course, we went 2-14. and 14. So then 
that's how he's able to 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 uh, pick Steve McNair, who's you know great person, great player. Played against him in college and played with him in the NFL. And, and uh, fortunately, for two years, I left as a free agent and went to Jacksonville. So that first year when they were in Memphis, I wasn't on the team, but okay. I was with Jacksonville, and we played them in the Liberty Bowl. So I still had that experience of playing there. And then the next year when I came back to uh, to Tennessee. Uh, they were actually in Nashville, and that's when we were practicing and um, and, and playing at the uh, Vanderbilt Stadium, you know, which was still a good experience. And I think once we got into uh, which was Adelphia back then, um, I mean, the fans and, and the Nashville fans, they just took to the team, I mean, really big. And that's when we went to the Super Bowl in 99, had a good year in, in 2000, lost in the playoffs. So, I mean, my, my experiences in Nashville were really good. I, I considered living in Nashville and, and staying there. But it's just a little bit too cold. Those winters last too long. I'm, yes, I'm a, I agree. I'm in New Orleans, Houston, Jacksonville. I've all my whole life has been along I-10, except when I went to uh, Alabama State. So I, I had to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, I remember when y'all practiced at TSU for training camp. I remember yeah. that. I was up there uh, for training with my, my mom. Then I was up there and I met Jeff Fisher, Chris Sanders, Eddie as a young dude. I remember yeah. that in Gentry Center. That, that it was raining. It was raining crazy that one day. It was raining. Y'all was in Gentry Center. I, was, I said, man, this is cool. <laughs> I'm a young cat seeing all you brothers. As a young dude, I'm like, it was it really inspired me, Eddie. It really did see all you guys when I was a young dude. When y'all was in Gentry Center. That. In 98, maybe, probably, was you all was there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's just it's just an awesome experience. I mean, the, the NFL, I, I tell everybody, it's a great way to make a living. I wish everybody could, every college football player, I wish they could just go for a year, if, if nothing else. But um, I think when you can get other people to experience, like you said, you know, the NFL is really big about community. And that's the same thing we're doing. I'm trying to, you know, and I'm trying to get my kids to understand, you know, we do a Real Men Read program. We go read to elementary school. We started in the spring, we'll continue in the fall. You know, but if, but if you're a 6'5", 300 pound offensive lineman to a third grader, man, you're like a superhero. You know, and at first, man, look how big he is. And so, I mean, I'm trying to get my kids to understand that that being that football player, it's a prestigious thing. I mean, you're you're you have to be a breed apart. I mean, first of all, just from the academic requirements and the football requirements, I mean, it's hard to get all of that into one day. It's not a lot of fun packed into that day. And so, but at the same time, you still have to give back to your community and realize that you know it's bigger than just on the field. And you have to understand that role model role that you play. Those things that you do, the things that you say on social media, in person, is going to impact the other people in your community, whether you do it good or bad. No doubt. Coach Robson, I was going to send you a couple of weeks, man. Uh, you know, it's fun to talk to you. I said, I remember him with the Titans. I was like, I remember him with the Titans. So this will be fun for me. So I appreciate your coach. And, uh, we got to do this again real soon. If you ever need me to come to the Montgomery Covers event for you, I'll do it. Just let me know. I'm going to give my number offline. Here, you have my phone number as well. So if you ever need me to do anything for you guys, I got you. Absolutely. We appreciate it. And, and like I said, man, that uh, that that Atlanta area has been good to Montgomery. Only thing, man, you know, I'm a Saints fan. I grew up in New Orleans. So as long as you don't start wearing that Falcons gear, we're going to be all right. <laughs> OK, I I'll spare you that. <laughs> I'll, sp I'll spare you that, coach. I'll do that for you. Hey, thanks, man. It was fun, man. Absolutely. Have a good one. Appreciate all right. it. What's up, fans? Our partners here at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's NBA Finals, NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and the latest fighting news, even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% 
welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Not only does Bet Online sponsor the Boss Man Show, they'll sponsor you too. Get Bet, bet Online today because the Boss Man said so. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.